there! I'm sure you are excited to get into today's episode, but I have to let you know that the doors are finally open to the live outdoor teaching boot camp. This is our next live cohort, and this is also the foundation course of outdoor classrooms. So this boot camp is for you if you have an outdoor space and that you're interested in transforming it into an outdoor classroom. It can be a backyard space. It can be a space at your program. It can be any space at all. And we will be looking at those spaces and we will also be looking at the five phases of teaching outdoors. And within these five phases, we have assessment tools for each phase, and this will help you strategically plan and map out your success plan and growth plan for your teaching practice. You can be a parent, you can be an educator, you can be an administrator, you can be a homeschool provider. This is for anyone interested in reconnecting children with nature and really looking at your outdoor space with a different lens. Learn more information at outdoor-classrooms.com. The link will also be in the show notes. And if you have any questions, just give me a holler. Your outdoor classroom is a powerful teaching tool, but how do you manage it and transform both your outdoor space and your teaching practice? That is what this show is all about. Welcome to the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. I'm Victoria Hackett, founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your learning gardens, all while making an impact on children. Welcome back to the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about four outdoor classroom garden types. I am thrilled that you are here. This entire month, we've been talking about the infrastructure of the outdoor classroom, and we are going to be concluding with understanding what these four types of gardens are and how you can integrate the elements of each four of the gardens into creating your own one-of-a-kind outdoor classroom. So really, first we ask the question, how do children experience the world? And it's really sort of a wonderful dimension to look at as unlike adults, children are truly able to keep information from their senses separate from the way they may perceive the visual world and how they see it differently. Tapping into our own childhood memories of playing outdoors, what they are, all the different sensory experiences that they brought you oftentimes will make those memories more prevalent and more memorable because they are tapping into those sensory dimensions. So looking and taking a closer look at our own outdoor space, that's what we've been doing this entire month is looking at the infrastructure of your outdoor space, thinking about how you can transform your outdoor space into an outdoor classroom. If you have an open space or a porch or garden beds or a cement jungle, do you have hills or flat open spaces? Do you have sun or do you have shade? All of that is going to play a role into, again, what we're going to be talking about, the four types of gardens. Because some types of gardens are going to be more prevalent. Some garden types are going to work better in certain 
types of spaces that you may have. So really thinking about what will work for you. And you can even combine some of the garden elements of each garden into your outdoor space. Backpedal a little bit. And if you have not already listened to the episode on the five phases of teaching outdoors, I highly, highly recommend listening to that first. And that will really talk about the five phases of teaching outdoors. I'm not going to get into them now. And that they can also be found if you really want to dig deeper into learning about the five phases outdoors, really using those assessment tools that are in the our outdoor teaching boot camp that is a fabulous place to start here at uh, outdoor classrooms with the boot camp in the boot camp we are looking this entire month at phase one which is infrastructure and within phase one we are talking about again the four types of gardens again the boot camp goes deeper into all of these elements and all of the types of gardens but i just wanted to give you an overview of what they are. I also wanted to let you know that they can be found in and used very easily in our Seeds of Inspiration for Outdoor Learning card deck, which is showcases the four types of gardens in cards. And there's a visual on one side of the card. And then on the other side of the card, there is a design question and a nature-based curriculum question. So really thinking about how you can integrate design and also curriculum into your four types of gardens. Again, this is a fabulous and beautiful card deck. It's a beautiful gift for any teacher or your, if you're a director. And you, I have had many directors give these uh, card decks as teacher gifts. Wonderful, wonderful possibilities. Let's move on. So we have our four types of gardens and our first one, which is gardens that feed. Gardens that feed can be called many, many different things. They can be called edible gardens. They can be called vegetable gardens. And many outdoor classrooms focus just on these gardens. They didn't have any of these other garden types. It was just when they thought of an outdoor classroom, they thought of, let's grow food. What types of food are great to grow? Really thinking about that in your area. Also thinking about herbs and herbs and the benefits of herbs and all the different activities that you can do with various different herbs. Basil is a favorite of mine. Thinking about that and how to integrate that into your garden. What grows in the soil like carrots and potatoes and things that grow up like beans and tomatoes. And so thinking about up and down and all those other different elements that you can incorporate into your curriculum, into your space. You may think about, do you have a sunny area? Do you have a program that's going to go throughout the summer when most foods are going to need to be produced? So thinking about square foot garden gardening, thinking about if you don't have a big, large space, could you put them in pots? Thinking about how to connect what you're planting to literacy. So all of this is what we what we get into in the outdoor teaching boot camp. We really dive into each of these types of gardens and we dissect it pretty much and really think about how we can incorporate them into your outdoor space. We look at all the elements we think about, okay, I like this element, but I don't like this element. And, and it's, it's like kind of picking from a big long list of different types of 
things that you can add to that type of garden. It's a wonderful way to really think about your outdoor space, thinking about how to design your outdoor space. So what about like mud kitchens and boats and water walls and makerspace gardens? These are all the gardens that go under the umbrella of gardens as outdoor learning stations. They are gardens that you may find or spaces that you may also find in your indoor classroom. So a dramatic play area. You may have a book area. You may have place where they play with cars, all these type of things. So these elements that you have in your indoor classroom can also be transferred into your outdoor classroom. So at the Secret Gardens, if you are local to Beverly, Mass, uh, we would love to have you join us in the Secret Gardens. We have lovely, wonderful parent-child classes. And in our Secret Gardens, we have a boat, we have a we have an art garden, we have a mud kitchen, we have a log hotel, we have a makerspace garden, we have a fishing bridge, we have a rock quarry, We have a story walk. All of these elements we have in the outdoors, in our outdoor classroom. And these are what I call outdoor learning stations and thinking about how to incorporate them. And again, this is all of what we add to our outdoor teaching bootcamp. And we dive into this and creating those infrastructures. We talk to other students and from all over the globe and figuring out what they're going to put into their outdoor space, asking questions. So this worked, but this didn't work. Really finding things that your kids enjoy and playing and changing up your outdoor spaces as you do with your indoor spaces. So anything that you can do indoors, you can also do outdoors. Then the list goes on and on and on for the outdoor learning stations. And again, I said books. So books outside, huh? We don't have. So thinking about little free libraries, can you add a little free library to your outdoor space? So all of that is our elements that you can add to your outdoor space, adding music. So we will talk a little bit about gardens as art and beauty and would the music wall go into that type of garden or will that go into the outdoor learning? Gardens as out art and beauty are fabulous to add to your space. And this is where you can even add signage, where you can add pictures and beautiful invitations for learning through literacy. Children can make beautiful signs. They can create beautiful sculptures They can put certain pots together with colorful flowers. All of this is in an effort to create art and beauty. And then thinking about how can children experience art and beauty in your outdoor space. So it gives you another pivot a little bit to think about, okay, do we have an art area? We have a complete art area with tables and chairs and we have chalk. We have painting easels outdoors. We have thinking about all of that so children can experience art. What I'd love to add to our space is a stage to have performances, outdoor performances for done by children for children. All of these types of experiences that children can experience, again, outdoors. And just being outdoors and the art and beauty of just being in the sounds of being outdoors. So you might add wind chimes. So you're really taking advantage of 
the beauty, the wind, the chimes and all of that and seeing where you can complement it and accentuate it. Therefore, shifting it again once more and asking the question, how can you connect your gardens with art and beauty with literacy, pulling out books. And these are all the things, again, we talk about in our outdoor teaching boot camp. And what types of books can we pull out? So one example might be Miss Rumpius. Could you create a garden that is connected to Miss Rumpheus and what types of flowers would you be planting in that type of gardens? Really thinking about your space, thinking about what you already have, and that would be your framework. And then how can you add these elements to that piece? So another garden is the gardens that attract wildlife, which is the what types of things can you add to attract wildlife life to your outdoor classroom? So we're not talking about big bears and and wildlife that we don't want, but we are talking about birds and butterflies and, and bugs and ladybugs and hummingbirds and all sorts of different things that, uh, that we would like to have. So what things do we want to add to our space? Do we want birdhouses? Do we want bat houses? Do we want to add plants that will invite butterflies like butterfly bushes? Do we want to add a meadow? So thinking about all of those elements, thinking about those pieces, thinking about how maybe if we wanted to add wiggly worms, what, how, where would, how can we do that? What type of environment do we need to create to do that? What type of things do we need to add to attract different types of birds? And a lot of this information is then attracts us to the National Wildlife Federation. There's, again, these four different, when I was doing my research, I just found these four different types of camps, and I couldn't understand why they were not speaking to each other. You had garden, you had the folks that were just focused on wildlife and you had folks that were just focused on food and edible gardens. And and I was like, huh, wouldn't it be interesting if we could mix and match elements from each of these gardens? So the important thing is to really understand what the elements are in each of the gardens and then to take it one step further and this is what we do in the boot camp is to look at the entire infrastructure of your outdoor classroom and then we go into uh, mixing and matching and creating and designing and so on and so forth and then what we 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 compare we have a whole community and we talk about what works for this one one might work for one space but another works for a different space so really thinking about and creating that community in discussion, in troubleshooting, asking questions, and digging in, and making a child's future your legacy. I want to thank you for joining us this month in our 10th episode, and looking forward to hearing your feedback and what type of garden is your favorite. I would love to hear those in the comments, and talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about outdoor classrooms. If you are looking for support in launching, managing, and sustaining your outdoor classroom, join us in the Outdoor Teaching Bootcamp. Registration closes on April 4th. Our first live session will be April 5th. I'll see you here next time. Talk to you soon. Bye.